Hi. Hey. Here we are. First episode of... This is so exciting. I know. I I think I just wet myself. Tara. Sorry. Depends, honey. Get the depends. I've been begging you. It always depends. (laughs) Um, This is so exciting. Uh, Tell me who you are. I am Jonathan DeLarco. I am an actor and political activist. And you? I am Tara Carcian, and I'm an actress and a... That's just it. That's a lot. I know. <laughs> and our little show is called Hollywood Caucus yes, because we believe that actors have, and people in the industry and people in our little town are voters, and uh, we have a right to have an opinion, don't you think? We do. And we had discussed that Washington and L.A. were mm-hmm. strange bedfellows. They are very strange yes, they bedfellows. Are. So, but I think the exciting thing about the show is that we get to hear about actors, writers, directors, their personal lives, but then how the political comes in, which is never really discussed because people don't want to discuss politics. No, I feel like more and more, you know, uh, you know, I was, I just spent a a good deal of time with um, uh, the cast of the show I'm in and Patrick Stewart was at one of the premieres in Berlin. I like how you just threw that out there. I know. Patrick Stewart. I, I could have said my BFF, Patrick Stewart, which he is. But he got very... Can you also say it's for Picard? Picard premiering this Thursday, so the exciting. 23rd of January. You've but, got huge things happening Well, and the week. 24th worldwide. So, yeah, <gasps> I know. But he got up and was very amazingly passionate in Germany about... Uh, he, you know, he said, I, I apologize for my country. I am so embarrassed vis-a-vis Bre- Brexit. And um, oh, I thought it was Meghan Markle and Prince. <laughs> no, he met, he, he's more interested in Brexit than Meghan. But um, it just was. And, and then I, I, you know, I pulled him aside at the party afterwards. And I and I said, I'm so happy that you have this voice and this passion and that. And you know, we have we we may lose a, a viewer or two because whatever. But I love that. I love a man who's in a place in his life that he's like, "Fuck it, I have a voice, and I'm going to make my opinion heard on it." And I I think that's that's our show will be about that. Right? Yeah, and we're also talking about not seeing where we want to hear from all sides. Well, we are very open to hearing from. Uh, yeah, you're I, just I would, very open. Yeah, I, I uh, word out if you're a Trump supporter. Or a Republican who's not speaking up, come over here and tell us. Explain it all to us. We promise you, we will not beat you with bats until you're done. <laughs> yeah. Then, no, then I, we... I would love to have conservatives on here because there are a lot of. Um, we need to listen. I would love to listen. I, I think it's uh, it's going to be a challenge to our listeners to, to. You should know that it may not be that easy to get conservatives to come talk to us, but we would love it. We so, would absolutely love and it, and we're working diligently at it. But in the, our first few shows are going to be. Um, people that are a little bit in our own uh, sphere. Uh, today's guest, though, is just well, a goddess. It's, and we're, it's, it's Star Trek week. So. It's Star Trek week, and we're starting off with um, a Borg. As <laughs> I thought you were going to say a Borg, and I was like, well, that's rude. She hasn't even been on yet. She is the Borg of the moment. Uh, I am maybe the second Borg of the moment, but it's uh, my dear, beautiful friend, Jerry Ryan, and... Uh, we're really excited because we're going to cover a lot of things. We're going to talk about our childhood, uh, obviously Star Trek, and about actually some pretty surprising political takes she has on what's happening in our world. And I say political, even though they're really not. They're just very personal takes. They're human takes. They're human takes. And uh, 
So in a minute, we'll have the beautiful Jerry Ryan. Very exciting. That's going to make me look not that pretty because she's so beautiful. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, you've never said that about me. Hmm. Anyhow. Funny how that happens. We'll so, see you in a second. <laughs> bye. Hey, Tara. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> because you hear that phenomenal laugh, it's going to be very hard to pretend she's not in the room. But we're going to pretend she's uh, so not. Who? No, it's all good. Yeah, no, who? I don't well, know who you're talking do you, about. Do you not see this hot chick next to me? Do you see? Do you, yes. Am I imagining her? I imagine her often when I'm when I'm lonely. I think of her because she makes me feel better. Um, oh my God, that's beautiful. That's no, true. No, I do see no. her. She's magical. I took a flight to Brazil without her because I usually fly with Kyle or with Jerry on these events, and we hit some serious turbulence. And I actually pulled out my phone and looked at pictures Aww. of her. <laughs> I did. I pulled out my phone and looked at pictures you of you, and I made me feel better. <laughs> Anyway, how are you during turbulence? Are you usually? Do- I'm okay. Yeah. I'm the I'm the emotional support flyer for these two. <laughs> so the mystery person you're hearing is none other than one of my favorite people in the world, Aww. Jerry Ryan. Hi, Hi babe. So exciting to have you here. I have what a, a feeling she's going to be one of my favorite people by the end of oh, this. Oh, She already is. Um, what a what an insane month this is going to be for you. Yeah, it's going to be a little crazy for both of us. Well, yeah. What's happening? But, <laughs> but, you but you're the guest it. now, so I'm not going to talk about May. Um, oh, he'll figure out a way to talk about it. A little, a little show called Star Trek Picard dropping at the end of the month that this young lady is in. Um, and we'll circle back to that. But I, I really want to like get into your growing up an army brat. Yeah, my dad was in the career military, career army, and we moved a lot. We moved, we, I was born in Germany, mm-hmm. and we lived in Germany, Kansas, Maryland, Hawaii, Georgia, Texas, and Kentucky by the time <gasps> I was 11. Oh my God. It was a lot. Wow. Yeah, it was intense. Did that super inform <clears throat> how you live your life after that? Like, is it hard to make friends because of that? Like, I would feel like my I would leave my friends all the time, Well, right? you do. It's, it yeah. sucked as a kid going through that. But you become very resilient. I think it lends itself to the life of an actor because you're a nomad. You're always the new kid. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn to get the lay of the land really quickly and what flies with, you know, the new people where you're living and what doesn't. And um, so you learn to be very adaptable. You learn to be very open to new people and new situations. See, I find and, army brats are the, they have such an ability to kind of work any yeah, situation. Because you have to. Yeah, I mean, you don't have a choice. It's a survival tactic. Yeah. I think. right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're you're traveling basically the world with your family. Mm-hmm. At what point do you say, "I want to be an actor"? I mean, is that always with you, or does that something that comes later? I don't know when I first thought that, but it was always in the mix. It was always an actors or a veterinarian <laughs> when I was little. Yeah, you love science, right? Yeah. And yeah. then when I was in high school, I had to ma- decide between majoring in. Um, theater or majoring in biomedical engineering when I went to college. So that was legitimately my choice. I had to choose. See, people and don't my, know, you know that. Practical a... nature decided, oh, theater, that's the way to go. No one knows how <laughs> fucking smart she is. I mean, you're one of the smartest people I know. And I, I think it's. I really un- am. It's, it's, <laughs> it's an unknown. And she's so humble. I know. <laughs> she's hot and smart. It's not fair. Hot and smart is no way to go through life. I know. It's, it's really. It's so rough. It's, it must be so hard to be Jerry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Wait, can I go back for one second? Where was the favorite place you lived? Um, I loved 
we lived in a really tiny town outside Savannah called Richmond Hill, Georgia. We only lived there for a year. I loved it there. I loved um, El Paso, Texas, but we were only there for six months. Um, Maryland, because that's the first place that I really remember. So that was the hardest one for me to leave. That was a hard move. It was first grade, and that's the only that was my first home that I remembered, mm-hmm. and my first friends that I remembered. Um, so I remember that in glowing terms. Oddly enough, I hated living in Hawaii. <laughs> we were there. For really? Hawaii. We were there almost four years, and I absolutely hated it. Um, well, I'm not really a beach person to begin with, but the school system at the time was appallingly bad. Um, the kids, you know, we would wear swimsuits to school. You would go, <laughs> kids would go barefoot. Well, you I won was, the swimsuit competition <laughs> right. at Miss America. But, I mean, it was so. crazy. The kids would fight constantly on the playground. They called a fight a beef. And the kids would just stand in a big circle and go, beef, <gasps> beef, beef. Oh and the teachers God. would stand around and laugh <laughs> and watch. And kids are getting beat up. Um, By the way, that chant's big in West Hollywood. A <laughs> <laughs> little different okay. connotation, I think. A yeah, little different. Okay. Uh, a little less God. violent, possibly, there. Um, potentially. I don't know. Um, yeah, was it, it was boring? Just bad. And then the school system was horrible. I was in third grade. We were sitting in around. I remember. I remember this so vividly. Sitting around in a big circle, they had all the desks sitting in a circle, and we were reading the story in our little reading book. And I was like three people down from the teacher, and one of the kids got to the word gauges. <clears throat> Just a tough word for third graders. Yeah. I didn't get why the kid didn't get it. And so the kid's stumbling on the word and looks at the teacher, and the teacher goes, uh, Gogs? Oh, my God. And I turned around and I went, gauges? <laughs> and she's like, oh, right, 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 right. But wow. third grade, the wow. teacher doesn't know the word. I was, it was bad. It was bad. Wow. <laughs> this segment brought to you by the Hawaii <laughs> <laughs> Visitors um, Bureau. I'm sure it's wow. much better now. But it was not the best. Mm-hmm. And, of yeah. course, everybody would assume that Hawaii would be your favorite place. Right. Yeah. yeah. Most people did. Did you ever go back But to I Hawaii? have talked to Hawaiians, like, who, you know, are from there and grew up there and now live in Los Angeles since then. And they, I said, oh, God, I lived in Hawaii for four years when I was a kid. And they said, where'd you live? And I said, Wahiawa. And they were like, oh, no. really? That must have been rough. So apparently that was the okay. rough area oh. for a little white kid to be living at that point. Um, I remember the last day of school was called Kill a Howley Day. I do remember that because <laughs> they called the white kids Howleys. And so little kids would get sort of followed. Kill a Howley? Oh, my they, God. I mean, they didn't kill him, but no, they would beat up a kid. It was wow. bad. It was always on the news. It was so I guess it was and a kind of rough area at the that. time. Never. You were the little white girl. But, yeah. You know, you, but you don't think about that because, no. yeah. But you were living on bases, right? We or? were on military. We did not live on base in Hawaii. Okay. Actually, the only time we lived on base, I think, was Texas, to be honest. I think everything else was base adjacent but we lived in our own you know we mm-hmm. had our own house so i think the only time we ever lived on a military base i'm trying to think i mean maybe i assume germany but i don't know i was too probably in kansas i was too little to remember but the only one in my memory that we lived on base was el paso texas because he went there for sergeant majors academy so everybody who was there was there for that six week six month period right for that so you uh you went to college at northwestern uh, northwestern and you you went in as a, as a theater major yeah you weren't a cherub? I was not a cherub. What does that I was mean? Not. How do you know cherub? Did you go to Northwestern? What is, no, but all of um, I have so many friends who went to Northwestern. Were you a cherub? No. Oh. What is a cherub? No. <laughs> a cherub is you go in uh, during your high school years. Yeah. Uh, and you go to Northwestern for the summer program. I think program, it's a summer program. And, and you're a cherub. And, oh, okay. you know, they, yeah. Cool. But no, I was not. So the Miss it's Illinois. the only school I applied to. The Miss Illinois contest was. I was when, sweating. W- it was the only school you applied to? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's risky. I was considering between them and uh, North Carolina School of the Arts, and then I decided that I wanted 
a good liberal arts education as well. I didn't mm-hmm. just want the arts, just in case something fell through. I wanted something to fall back yeah. on. And yeah, it's the only school I applied to. So you think talk about sweating bullets waiting for an acceptance letter. Wow. Okay. okay. So, so you knew at that point that you wanted to be an actress. I did. Yeah. Okay. And Northwestern. Great Once school. I decided it was going to be that and not biomedical engineering, then it was Northwestern. That was where does where do the pageants fit into that? Like, were you younger than that when you started? <clears throat> yeah, I was. Um, I was a kid. That started, I think, when we were in Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky, because it was a big thing in the South, and we mostly lived in the South. Mm-hmm. That's what every you did pageants. That's what people did in the South, and um, I guess still do. Um, and I was, I think, sixth grade when I started doing or seventh oh, wow. grade, something like that. And they were fun, and I enjoyed it, and I liked to sing, and I liked to perform, and it was mm-hmm. a chance to do that, and wear a pretty dress, and I thought it was fun. And um, then in high school, I continued to do them, and then when I was at Northwestern, there was the Miss Northwestern pageant, which was a the local preliminary for Miss America, and I was like, well, it's scholarship money. Sure. And I knew nobody would be in it because nobody at Northwestern was into pageants. Right. <laughs> Like, you had it well, nailed down. Yeah, like, I, I think it was a thousand dollar scholarship or something. That's like that. a or lot. Maybe, no, maybe that was the state one. No, maybe Miss Illinois was a thousand. I think I don't know what it was, but it was something. But a scholarship. Yeah. I said okay, I'll do that. <clears throat> and I did, and I think there were I don't even remember six or ten of us or something like that max in the pageant, and I won. And then I had to go to Miss Illinois, which I never took these seriously. This was never like you know there were women who were really oh yeah intense about this. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and for me, it was just fun. And it, so Miss Illinois was a chance to go spend a week in a hotel with like 56, I think, other young women and just have fun and just goof off and play. And they're like, some of them are really intense about it. And mm-hmm. I was just like, what are you, wait, this is just fun. We're just hanging out. <laughs> I don't think I wore makeup until the actual night of the Of course pageant. you, of course of you course didn't. Of course you didn't. <laughs> they're like, who is she? Where did she come from? <clears throat> um, and then I won and I was totally caught unprepared for what happens next because right. then it's a whole thing then you are in training for Miss America yeah you can't it's get you thing. can't get out of it once you no, win no, no, training there. do they do they hire somebody to work with there you there is a team you have a team to get you ready for wow. Miss America this is every state this is this is a thing <clears throat> and the people are amazing and they're you know wonderful and very dedicated and you know it's a wonderful program it's a scholarship and whatever it paid for my senior year at Northwestern do you think it helped your acting career? Like it gave you a little calling card when you went out to L.A.? No, no. That way, no. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't open any doors. Because you hear pageants and everybody goes, oh, my God. You know, they kind of roll their eyes and, you know. Um, No, I know a lot of your gay fans have watched that on YouTube repeatedly. In the gay community, yes. It opened a lot of doors in the gay community. They're like, oh, Miss Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) Here she comes. Why didn't you tell me to watch? I would have watched. Now I feel unprepared. I'm leaving. No, I I didn't watch it this time around, but I know people do watch it often. Yeah. When we come back, we are going to be talking with Jerry about all things Star Trek Picard. Engage. Okay, we're back. We're back with Jerry Ryan. Jerry's still laughing. That's a good Jerry's sign. cackle. Yeah. So Jerry, okay, not calling. not to embarrass you, but oh god, because uh, the previous segment wasn't embarrassing enough. No, let's oh, honey, go into we the haven't even stuff. no no we haven't even gotten there. Yet. But I want to brag. Like <clears throat> I'm sorry, eleven mm-hmm. TV guide covers. Eleven? No. Yes. Oh yeah. No. Your manager, who I sleep with. <laughs> We've all slept yeah. with him. Yeah. Everyone slept with Kyle. Who um, hasn't? Told me. I, she showed me eleven covers. Really? Yeah. Eleven. You were on TV Guide cover eleven times. Yeah. You were. How do I 
I not know that? I should know that. Yeah. Do you it's, know how many know times I've been on? Zero? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, that was, I will say, that was like the most exciting thing. It's astonishing, right? I got my right? first TV guy because we grew up with that. Of I don't course. Think, is it even still a no. Thing? It's, they don't have it anymore, It's do digital now. Oh, but, no, they have They have a big but version. But a big, like, normal size yeah, magazine. But the little no, magazine. I, that, I know. And a TV guide cover was like, oh, my God. People saved them. There was, like, collectors. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. We have any millennial people. No, so. they're no, not. They don't, they're, yeah, they don't they're understand like, anything. That was, like, a big honor to have one. It was big. But to have 11, it's pretty remarkable. I didn't know it was 11. Was it And I think all 11 are the character you're recreating. (laughs) This is an amazing (laughs) thing. Uh, You're coming back to play seven. I am. And pretty crazy. What's that been feeling like as we get closer? When was the last time you played? 20 years ago. Okay. Wow. Right? Yeah. Almost. Well, your show. 17 years ago. So Voyager this year is 25 years old? Voyager's 25. So. 23 years ago then, right? Because you started midway. <clears throat> well, the last time I played her, though, I played her for four Got years. Got it. So. Right, yeah. But yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, it's a, a long, long time. time. <laughs> um, it's It was scary as hell because she's very different, um, as she should be. Mm-hmm. And well, Johnny, I'm sure you experienced the same thing because, you know, Johnny's on the same show recreating mm-hmm. his character. Yeah. yeah. We so hear we, about that a lot. But Johnny saved does. my ass, though, to be perfectly honest, because I was freaking legitimately freaking out when I got the first script. I didn't know what to do mm-hmm. to find her because she was so drastically different. And any role that you come back to 20 years on and it's different, it's a thing, it's a challenge, whatever you figure it out. But in a franchise like Star Trek, yeah. with a fan base that is so passionate and so knowledgeable, like way they, more they knowledgeable know way, than us will be. Yeah, way more than we do. Um, and rewatch it all the time so that it's all fresh in their mind. Mm-hmm. They don't forget it. Like right. maybe I've forgotten a lot of it. They remember all of it. And you screw it up with them. That's a tough one you're, for you're them to de- You're dead to them. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And, I <laughs> and think this is a very huge iconic respons- character. And that she responsibility. Was quite beloved. And she was an amazing character. I was really lucky to get to play her. But you don't want to fuck that up. Yeah. I mean, to yep. be perfectly right. blunt. Sorry yeah. for the language. So I was really worried about The words, her voice, was what was hanging me up. As you mm-hmm. remember, the, we the talked fr- about this. Was it the phrasing length. of the of the because way? Because all of a sudden, because in the four years that I played Seven on Voyager, from going from full Borg to four years separated from the Collective, she loosened up, but not that much. Her vocal patterns were still very formal, very specific. Um, her speech patterns were very specific and still really quite formal Mm -hmm. so it didn't change all that much in four years and then the first script comes out and she's saying you know what the hell are you doing out here and she's asking for scotch right yeah i mean it's whiskey yeah yeah um that was a spoiler alert i know that's gonna go viral i think that was in the trailer anyway (laughs) um but it, it was just so slangy and completely different and i just freaked out because i didn't know i i couldn't hear her voice right in that and that, to me, was what the hang-up was. Because mm-hmm. I knew she was going to look completely different. So already it's a completely different physical appearance of the right. character, as it should be, 20 years later. But there's got to be a tie-in to make this character the same character for the fans from 20 years ago. There has to be some through line. And I was, I think because I was just so nervous about it and overwhelmed and panicking, <laughs> really, <laughs> that I just couldn't see how to 
to find it. Mm-hmm. And Johnny, God bless him, mm-hmm. saved my ass. And he came over because he had just done his first scene and mm-hmm. gone through the same thing. So he shot before I did. Mm-hmm. And he came over because, as you know, Johnny is also a wonderful director. Yes, he is. And he came over and I made lunch and we sat down and we read over the script and read over my first few scenes for two hours. We read over and over and over and he would throw out ideas. And finally, and I don't know, and it was such a simple thing that you would think it would have been the first thing that I would have thought of. But for whatever reason, I think I was just so panicked that I couldn't. <laughs> it never occurred to me. But Johnny came up with this just brilliant, perfect little tidbit. What if it's a conscious choice on her part to sound as human as possible because yeah. X, Y, Z story things. It's yeah. great. And I was like, she was well, like, wait, that's it's that easy. I'm like, yeah, like, of course, <laughs> that's exactly. And I just needed that. I just needed that little thing to grab and onto we, to make it make sense for me as an actor. That it's well, and then, and then I said, and then I, and then we talked about finding one or two physical things yeah. that you could. Yeah. Weave in. Yeah. And that's what I did as well. Just try to find a couple yeah. of physical things for continuity. Um, I've never had to do it. So listening to you two and having to to go back into a character mm. that it, it, it sounds. I mean, I'm getting like anxiety. Just listening <laughs> oh, to you it's guys. it was scary. Because and, they are so iconic, you and, know, and they yeah. think, they all assume you're an expert at it. Right. They're like, you know, just do it like Hugh would be twenty years later. I'm like, well, I don't know what that yeah, is. I didn't tell write me, it. So tell me what happened yeah. to him in twenty years yeah. or twenty five. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you have to make a lot up and t- whatever well, you do. works. You and know? I found yeah. out, you know, as the scripts progressed, what she had exactly gone through, and it was some significant, seen some tough, dark shit. So yeah. she's been through a lot. Yeah, ditto. Um, me too. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that. I, I love the character that she is. I'm not I mean, I love her so much. She's amazing. She's yeah. a badass. She's so strong. She's been through so much shit. And she's, um, God, I'm like potty mouth today. I love it. <laughs> no, no, no. We bring that out in people. We do. That um, and the mimosas. Maybe the mimosas, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, Keep swearing. <laughs> I love it. Um, but she's great. I love what she's been through. I love so on the who other she's side, turned into. Mm-hmm. I, she's just so much fun. So she's on really the other cool. side of shooting it, you're super excited to show it now. Totally. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's how I feel It was too. terrifying before. Yeah. Now it's like, look at me. But I was also really lucky that Jonathan Frakes directed my first scene. Absolutely. My first two episodes. Yeah. And so my first scene was that big one that we kept reading with Patrick. It was Seven and, and, and Picard. And um, you saw the little clip of that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And... Jonathan Frakes was directing. So I knew I was in good hands. I knew he wasn't going to let me put egg on my face and make all of us look bad. And he understands if anybody does. He gets it. So it was really, it was the best possible scenario that it could have been to be that nervous. For (laughs) someone who is, uh, I know. Oh, you're going to tell her what you share with her? No, I'm not going to yet. I'm going to drop that on her and she's just going to lose it. Oh, God. Um, It's good. It's really not that good. Um, no, but for someone who, and I, I know I'm not supposed to say this, I've never seen Star Trek. Okay. okay. And, uh, so I, you know so what? Nice being uh-uh. here, Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh-uh. So I'm coming at it from I hadn't to- either before okay. I played it. So okay. okay. That's true. So, but I understand the, the, the gravity of these characters mm-hmm. to people. I've mm-hmm. seen, uh, it's, it's astounding. Mm-hmm. And yet I think, can we talk a little bit about... So Seven has gone through a bunch of dark shit. Mm-hmm. It is, what year is it? What year does Picard take place? Stardate, five million, I don't million. know. I don't know oh, the you year. don't know. Shame on you both. Yeah. Shame on you. 
I, uh-huh. I can't. But it is. But it, <laughs> and they're getting on me because I've never. But seen it is the, the furthest of any Star Trek in terms of the of the the timeline. Lots of Star Treks go back and forth on timeline. This is we've never seen the Star Trek world in this this period. deep into the future. So it is the <laughs> most futuristic of them all. So it's, it's a it's a world that's not been explored yet because we ended the next generation and the movies twenty years before and Voyager. 20 years ago, so. Okay, so I'm going to kind of ask both of you. Yeah. Because I can do that. You can. Yes, you can. It's half my podcast, too. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I know you guys feel, sort of, you feel great responsibility mm-hmm. to the fans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. As far as your characters now, where they are now, are you, you are, you're pleased. Mm-hmm. You're pleased with, with where it's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would think that if there was anything, can you go to them and say, look, I don't necessarily, can we go this way with her? Or is that kind of. I don't know. You trust them honest. so much that you're like, they know what they're doing. Mm. I don't think it's about trust. I think it's more. I think it's more, this is so early in the process mm-hmm. on a brand new show mm-hmm. that I don't know that. I, Little things they were certainly open to, like with the voice and things Absolutely. like that. There were certain things that I thought were a little too slangy or things like but And they were perfectly open to changing that kind of stuff. I don't know that I could go in right now and say, or could have last season. Maybe now it's a different thing. But I don't yeah. think we could have walked in in season mm-hmm. one and gone, you know, I really don't like the storyline. I really think it should go. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay. Oh, that, uh, was good, that was a good Six teaser. degrees. A month and change. Six degrees. You ready, Jerry? Both okay. your first Hollywood jobs were... One, two, three at the same time. Who's, Who's the, the boss? boss? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, but How weird you, is that? Had you ever done, had you ever been trained to work on a camera before or was it only on theater? In um, theater? Weird thing, my mother's an actress, so I kind of grew up on sitcom sets. Okay, so you so didn't, you weren't an idiot when you went. <laughs> was Tony really good to you? Tony, he was lovely. He was so good to he us. He was lovely. And, and yeah. Um, he was very sweet. What, what 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 was what were you referring because to? Because I came out of Northwestern mm-hmm. and moved out here, and I was a, I was a theater trained actress. And mm-hmm. at the time, you know, when you did theater, you didn't have the little headset mini mics like they have now. Right. You project. You were trained to project to the back row of right. the auditorium. Yeah, they're wusses nowadays, aren't they? Yeah. with their little microphones exactly. up here. And oh. you know, it was an old school sitcom, which is filmed in front of a live audience, sitting in bleachers with the back row, and so I, nobody pointed out that there's a microphone six inches above your head so i'm like screaming all my lines it sounds like because i'm projecting to the audience you know this is my so obsession the whole first i one, think you every, two friends or whatever of the every sitcom. drama school should teach a sitcom class yeah they, teach they really should because they really should people because not everyone's just going to do theater a right. lot of people come to hollywood or new york or anywhere else because it's all over the place now it's not just here um yeah they really need to train <laughs> yeah um, so you had the bo- you had the boom mic and you were screaming into yeah. it. They're like, you need to yeah, tone it like, down. You don't need to project. There's a microphone. Um, I was like, really? Who was your character? <laughs> what a concept. Who was your character? Do you remember? I was a sw- this was in the late seasons, maybe the last season when was Tony and Alyssa school? Milana had now grown up. Right. So Alyssa's grown up and the the there's a son. Yeah, that yeah, had yeah. Grown up, yeah. so they needed a cute little kid on the show, and mm-hmm. they brought in a little boy. I think. Mm-hmm. And I was a swim instructor for Tony and a little boy or something like that. Something in a bathing suit. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. 
It was. I was not. It was. It was like one scene. I had one scene. It was not much. So I was. I was. I. I just need to brag. I was an arc, Jerry. I came. I was student. Well, your first job. I was student number one, and then I came back later in the season as Debbie. You got a name. Debbie. That was good. Has it changed in the years you've been in the industry, being a beautiful woman like you are? Did you experience? what want of a better word? Not harassment, but yes, of course. sexism of and of course, yeah, of course. Has it changed? I think it has. I think it's changing, um, and it's not going to be instantaneous, and it's going to take a long time, and it's people have to work at it. Um, I think right now. I've noticed it's a little more awkward on sets because people are trying. Mm-hmm. They're we, they're learning. You're learning talking how to about figure that. it out. Yeah. And you see people start to say something and go And they go, Oh <clears> God, <throat> I don't think I okay. Yeah. And you know, they'll like hug you when you come in the morning. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe should I not do that? Is that okay? Should I, I'm okay. sorry. Can I Hashtag yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, people are fi- you have to figure it out. Yeah. And it's not gonna be an instantaneous thing. And it's gonna take a while before that right. becomes the norm. Yeah. Because it wasn't the norm. Mm. And I'm a very touchy-feely person, so for me too, I have to adjust to that because I hug everybody, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm very, you know me, I'm very mm-hmm. touchy and grabby, and yeah. so I have to rein that in as well. And it occurred to me, I was like, oh, this goes both ways. I can't hug people spontaneously too. I have to, mm-hmm. I have to be aware of that. By the way, Jerry didn't ask for my consent. She We've met before. <laughs> Time's up. And you know him, so I, I know your parameters yeah. must be pretty high. Um, she has no parameters. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but that's such but a yes, good I mean, point. Nobody has not, I, I can't imagine that anybody has, who started in the business when mm-hmm. you know, we did. I don't think there's anybody who didn't experience it, mm-hmm. or at least a woman, a young woman at the time, in some capacity. Right. And there were some really crappy things. Such as? There just were. Think of one. Yes, I'm not going to name names because you know I have a memory like a sieve. And yeah. so I'm 99% sure who it was, but I'm not 100% okay. sure, so I don't want to name his name. But there was an audition that I went into for a movie one time for a tiny little role. This is in the very beginning of my career. Tiny little crappy role. And it, of course, was like a sex scene or some ridiculous line, F me, F me, whatever. It was something stupid, some kind of scene like that. And they're auditioning all these young women coming in to do this scene. And this very well-known older actor comes barging in in the middle of my audition, laughing and joking. They're like, oh, sorry, sorry, hang on. And they all say hi. He's not involved in this project. What? His friends just called him to tell him this is what we're auditioning today. And he came in to see all interviews. Oh, oh it, my God. And I wanted to stop and get up and walk out. But I was, you know, 22 years of old course. and starting out. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I can't do that. And so you do it, and he and his buddy are like elbowing each other, Gross. nodding each other, and yeah, baby, yeah. It was the most revolting, humiliating, really horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. That's so so hard. Yeah, yeah. And there were you know assorted other things, but okay, like some of the names who have been ousted in the Me Too movement were not a surprise. We'll say no, no, no. But it was also I had a different experience because I have a very body sense of humor myself. Mm-hmm. But there have been. A number of people that I've worked with that even I was offended. And wow. so you got to really be a jerk to yeah. offend me. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I don't offend easily. But yeah, it's... Um, but but it I love changing. that you brought up, Jerry, the fact that it does go both ways. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. And we forget. And yes. I, too, have... Yeah. Uh, I'll say stuff and I'll go, oh, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. It's funny. As a gay guy, Like I feel like 
because I'm so chatty and goofy and I make right. so many dirty Wait, jokes. You're gay? <laughs> She's so disappointed. Look at the look at the sadness in her eyes. Um, I feel like I can do that with women, but maybe not. I don't know if that's considered offensive or not. I have no idea anymore. I, don't, I have I have no idea what I could say. I don't know. No. I think we all just have to be but we just have super to be careful. Conscious and yeah. careful yeah. and respectful and we're figuring it out. Yeah. Everybody's figuring it out together. Yeah. And it's going to be awkward for a while and it's going to be slightly uncomfortable for a while until that becomes sort of a new normal. normal. Yeah. yeah. Folks, set your facers to stun because when we come back, Jerry Ryan, who never talks politics, will be talking politics. Don't and go me. I'll go when I want to go. Hi, <laughs> we're back. Really? Is that true? Kyle just shared with us that his first job was who's the boss as well. Wow. Did you have an arc? No, you didn't. Kyle okay. needs a microphone. You need to let him chime in no, on some of this. No, he's so no, snarky Jerry. and wonderful. You guys would love him. No. <laughs> he could sub out when we were busy working. Ugh, and he would. Uh-huh. Um, uh, hi, we're back. We're back. Hi. We're back and we're better than ever. Um, and we're here with the most wonderful Jerry Ryan. Aww. And um, we're going to talk because that's kind of what the show is about a little bit is politics and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Ha, do you, Have you, uh, I don't think any of us, minus Johnny, but I don't think any of us start off as political. I don't think we, so I think as certainly as we're getting older and we see where we are, in the oh <laughs> oh oh you all are missing the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was apolitical. I was one hundred percent apolitical. I hated all politicians equally. <laughs> I didn't want to hear about it. I didn't want to know about it. I didn't. I'd seen too much of it a long time ago to know that by the time people get to that level, they've kind of sold their soul a long time ago, and it's just being directed by the party at that point. I just hated it all equally. It was gross. Okay until the last presidential election. And I registered to vote for the first time. I remember, I was so proud of her. (laughs) At our last presidential election, specifically to vote against Donald Trump. Because he's not, he's just not a good person. He's not a nice human being. So this, this goes so far beyond politics. So far beyond politics. And so, I mean, I literally would have voted for a tree stump mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to not have that man as president of the United States. So, <clears throat> I just, I, I, I will tell you, I was a whole hell of a lot happier when I was apolitical and didn't uh, care and didn't right. want to know. Because you, you're just kind of sad and angry and mm-hmm. frustrated all the time now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it certainly lit a fire. And I'm certainly much more political now and yeah, much more of an activist and um, much more involved and much more interested because our it's a dumpster fire. And mm-hmm. I don't want this to be the world our kids are growing up in. I don't want my daughter to grow up in this. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to be her future. That's I, right. I want her to have a future. I want us to have a planet right. for my grandchildren someday to live on. You know, I want <clears throat> and it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's scary. The you fear know, of science, the fear of truth, the fear of anyone different. It's it's really scary right it's now. It's terrifying. 
and the uh, the kind of brainwashing that goes on where we've lost all our parents <laughs> to you know Fox News or something. It's just bizarre. We, you know, it. it, it uh, really I do is. think it is a kind a of a brainwashing that's happening. Oh, a hundred percent. Because but, we're looking at the exact same thing. But you got him immediately. I remember you. Yeah. You got him when he did that. Uh, the mock of the the okay. journalist. I have a son. That was it on the autism spectrum. Okay, I wasn't. <laughs> It's like, I'm not going to call names, and I'm not going to get angry. And I'm not get gonna... angry. Go ahead. You don't fuck around with disabled people. That's you right. just no. don't. You don't do it. And that, I mean, I knew I knew enough of his reputation before he ran for president to know that he's not, I'm sure socially he's lovely and fun, and you'd laugh and hang out with him, but mm-hmm. he's not a nice guy. He's not a good person. Mm-hmm. I know how his business dealings go. I know it's not, he's not a good person. But you mock someone with a serious disability like that, and people can look at that and brush it off and say, oh, no, he wasn't really. Yeah, he yeah, was. he absolutely I saw was. It. Oh, my God, 100%. A- and that, to me, is unforgivable. You, yeah. d- you, you can't. That's not even. Uh, anyway, I just. It's... <laughs> the saddest part of it for me is to watch, because I'm a Christian. To watch the evangelical Christian community embrace this man. It's crazy. And turning and a blind down. eye. Turning yes. a blind eye, they, And they double down no matter what he does and yep. what comes out about him yep. and what he says. They just – and the, more, the farther it goes on and the more people's eyes get opened, the more his supporters feel like they have to double down to support him even harder. Just yeah, to yeah, prove yeah. that they're right or yeah. just to support him just on principle. Right. And I just – it. Uh, what do you think? It's really sad. What, it's breaking my heart. Do you think we're going to wake up the country as a whole from this or not? Because <clears throat> you were the also the only one. She was the only one. I think Kyle as well. But you were like, he's going to win, you guys. I remember. Did you too? Yeah, I remember you being, I think you were the, on major crimes that I really week, didn't right? think he was going to. I mean, I, I was shocked, as everybody else was. Right. We actually did win. But, but you I remember saw I was the support. working yeah. on major crimes yes. the day before the, the day of the election. Tell us about that. Tell, tell us about that day, because it was you and Mary McDonald. I was and working with Mary, Kieran. and I was working with, yeah. All the women were in the trailer Kata, celebrating. We were all like, there. We had the scene with the three women. Right. And, power, and Kata. Like, it's women power. And we're going to have a woman president tomorrow. And we're breaking the glass ceiling. And I was like, sweetie. Not happening. And then we had a, she had a celebration in the makeup trailer that night to celebrate. And I was like. I just feel like maybe we should not quite celebrate just yet. Let's just wait. And I said, because I'm worried about what I say to my daughter. Because this was a historic event. I mean, and I'm the first one to say I was not a Hillary Clinton fan. Still not a Hillary Clinton fan. I wasn't a Bill Clinton fan. I'm not. A, I'm not. I wasn't. I never have been. Smart lady. Amazing. But didn't love her. Wouldn't have voted for her if it was another candidate. I would have mm-hmm. voted for somebody else. But I would vote for literally anything that moved. Yeah. Or didn't move. I don't care. <laughs> Just anything besides yeah. Trump. I would have voted for her at that point. <clears throat> but it was historic. And so for my daughter, I was so proud to say this is the first time we've had a woman actually run for president. Mm-hmm. We've had a candidate for president who was a woman. And this is historic. And I said that to Mary. I was like, what do I say to my daughter if the unthinkable happens and she and he wins? And she said, you know what? We can still celebrate because it is still, this is groundbreaking. The moment itself was groundbreaking. This was groundbreaking itself. And this already was a celebration. And that's, this is a door that's opening then for your daughter and her generation that 
okay, maybe we're not ready for a woman president now, or America wasn't or thought they weren't. But now we at least, at least it's in the reality. It's in right. the realm of reality now. Right. We've had a candidate that has run. And I thought that was a brilliant way yeah. of putting it. She's amazing. Really, Mary's she is amazing. amazing. Uh, <laughs> and how, I love that. How do you parent uh, a, an incredibly smart how old is she? 10? 12? She's 11. She's 11 one of the half, smartest. She's, she's like 35. does not miss <laughs> a trick. She's also a worrier. Yeah. You know, she's a very deep child. How do you parent in the age of Trump? How, how do you, I don't know how anyone does it. It's really hard. I mean, fortunately, as you said, she is very smart and very sensitive and very, um, both of my kids, I'm really lucky. They're both so They're sensitive to people. other people yeah. and other people's needs and other people's feelings and very caring and concerned for other people's well-being. And so they can see through a lot of this crap mm-hmm. um, without me having to point anything out. And she, I mean, reads a lot more news than I would like her to because she and her best friend like look at the headlines on the scroll through the iPod. <clears throat> and so they know what's going on. I can't really shelter her from it. Right. So she knows, but we talk about it, you know, and... and um, so that was my next thing. Does she ask you questions, and do you try and skew it so that there's a, I don't know, that there's not an upbeat answer, but... No, no, I don't. Good for you. Because she's too smart for yeah. that. So, and I feel like that generation is who's going to save us. Absolutely. They're the ones that we're handing this, this <laughs> dumpster Sh- fire shit to. Shit bag, yeah. We are. We're trashing their future mm-hmm. when we trash our planet. The little girl, We're not going to be here. Greta. They're going to be here, and mm-hmm. their children are going to be here. And mm-hmm. the Parkland And their kids. grandchildren are yeah. going to be here. Those, those oh, yeah. Yes. Greta God, Thumberg, for the those Parkland kids. kids. Yes, yeah. all of them. So they need to understand, and they need to not be able to brush it off and say, oh, it doesn't matter, or somebody else will take care of it, because we're not taking care of it. No. And we're screwing it up for them. And so I think... This generation needs to be raised understanding that they have to take care of. We have to change. You can't just carry on the way we've always carried on because we've always carried on that way. We didn't know what we know now. We didn't know 200 years ago. We didn't know 100 years ago. We didn't know in the 50s when they, you know, when plastic started being the thing. We didn't know that it would never go away and it would be there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years killing the ocean and that we're yeah. killing everything mm-hmm. and when we're killing the oceans we're killing ourselves because right. the plastic is in the fish it doesn't go away right so we have to change the way things have always been done we know more and as you learn more you have to adapt your behavior accordingly right. you can't just carry on blindly because that's the way well it was okay then so it should be okay it's not the way it is and so I think a lot of it is just fear of what's changing and what you've always known is disappearing and they're holding on as it's tight as clutch. they can. It's a yeah. They're clutching on they to the past. Like yeah. Well, the whole mythos of you know make America great again or keep America great, as they're saying now, is 100% that clutching to some ideal that was good for, mm, frankly, white males. Yes. You know, not exactly. even white women no. uh, throughout our history. No. And so, yeah, it is a last throws in a way. And and yeah. I do think, generationally, you know, you're talking about people in their 80s that are still voting for, you know, th- this kind mm-hmm. of thing. They won't be here in 10 years. And I think that that will clear but I the do decks, think you know? I d- uh, what terrifies me is the people who are 
look, I my parent I was raised by two Republicans, and I voted my first election Republican because mm-hmm. that's all I knew. Right, and I do think that there is a certain part that that people are just following what their parents well, of are course, saying. Sure, you're raised that's, that way, and that's what you hear, and that's what you see, and, and it's terrifying to me. And the fact that nobody is taking accountability, and when these fake news stories mm-hmm. come out. They're not researching them, and they're putting it up on Facebook and stuff like that. And you look at the title of where it's from, and it's like seriousnews.com. Right. right. <laughs> no, that's not. But an it's action. not. Yeah. And that terrifies me. And mm. I, I, I think we're all as adults dealing with anxiety that we've never dealt oh, with before. Yeah. yeah. Because it's of true. the state of the world. It's yeah. true. Because this world is not what Mm-mm. what we all knew as safe. Right. You know, it's just it's. Wow, this has turned dark really quickly. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's true. I mean, look. Let's it, go back to who's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's depressing because uh, I wasn't on it. Um, Jesus, yeah. even Kyle was on it. <laughs> I know. Oh, Aww. that's so mean. Uh, well, Jerry, I'm really glad that you've become an activist because you're very smart and influential and the world needs more Jerry Ryan absolutely so, uh, and you know uh, I think it's great that we're all here for each other and yeah. you no know those, here for th- me. those we're voter- all here for whatever. you those voter guides are super confusing I mean I, I got so many of my friends to start voting and it's like trying to teach them like the voter guides you it's know confusing. and Everything Jerry thank confusing. you for saying you you hadn't voted uh, because no, because I, I know a lot of people so, don't. And, and I, they don't, and it's like my my thing. I'm trying to get people to do it, and yeah. I'm like, it's not scary. I'll go with it. Just do it, yeah, right? Just yeah. do it. And you know what? I don't go to the polls. You don't have to go stand in line. Sign up for, for the mail, vote by That's mail. Right. Do right. it. It's easy, and then you can't miss it. You don't have an excuse not to do it because it comes to your mailbox. Right. You can do it in your free time, and you mail it in, and you're done. And even if, done. Even if the only thing you want to pick is the new president, you could just That's vote it. that you line. Don't have to, yeah, There's it's no, it's not a test. There's a booklet, and there's right. 75 things. You don't right. have to vote for all that. Right. You don't. We hear so often that um, celebrities and People in Hollywood should keep their mouths shut about politics. And um, so I'm wondering how you feel about that. (laughs) Um, Listen, nobody should keep their mouth shut about anything. We don't ask anybody in the world to keep their mouth shut about their opinions. Everybody has opinions. If you don't want to listen to the opinions, you don't have to listen to the opinions. That's anybody's option. Um, And, you know, you get people saying don't make it political don't make it political but um star trek the show star trek originally was created mm-hmm. to be a political statement that's Absolutely. what gene intentionally created it to be the first you know interracial kiss a black a russian in the middle of the cold war right. a japanese on the bridge um officer Shout out right to after Walter World Koenig. War Two, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was it. This was all intentional. Yeah. And episodes of the original series, and I knew none of this before I started on Star Trek. Wow, I, never I watched am so it. Impressed. I've learned all of this. Ugh. But because I didn't watch the original series, I didn't know any of this. I I've seen this since. Mm-hmm. They had an episode of Star Trek. I don't know what it was called. The original series, where they had a race of aliens on this planet that they went to, that. Half of the planet had the right side of their face white and the left side of their face black. I love those cookies. The black and white cookies. The was reversed. The white was on the other side and the black was on the other side. And they were fighting and hating each other and trying to kill each other because the white and the black were on the wrong sides. And it's such a 
perfect statement against racism at the time, of course, which we still deal with. But that's what Star Trek has always been was. And that's what it's brilliant at is pointing out issues in our society in a sort of non-threatening way it's a way that doesn't it's not so in your face it's not pointing a finger at somebody specifically but it's showing us what we're doing it's raising holding a mirror up absolutely and that's what it's brilliant at and that's what it continues to be brilliant at it's a mirror of society um and so Yes, of course it's political. And people say, I don't know how you can watch that show specifically and not get that, how you can not understand that message and take that message away from it once you see that. Because that's, <clears throat> I mean, that's the basis of what Star Trek was created to say, is that, and he said it, Gene's, I've seen quotes from Gene that he specifically spelled out, I'm not saying it verbatim because I don't have it exactly memorized, but the gist of it is mankind will reach maturity, basically, at the exact moment when it re- learns to not only accept but celebrate people's differences. Right. I think that asking people not to have a political opinion is um, a little antithetical to Star Trek. It's anti. Personally. It's anti Starfleet. It's anti Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. Are we gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and do gameage? Yes, and then we're gonna <gasps> talk about uh, the dates for Picard. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll be back. So coming up, we're gonna play some mind games with Jerry Ryan. All right. All right. We're back with Jerry Ryan. (laughs) And uh, we have a little game, which we call, it's our, it's our, it's our rapper name, right? It's called Lil Did You Know, like Lil Cam. Lil Lil. Lil Did You Know. Lil Did You Know. So what you're going to do is you're going to pull a question out of a hat. No, I'm scared. And you're (laughs) going to just answer it as best you can. Oh, God. You're going to read it and then answer it. It's cute. It's nothing scary at all. Not scary. If you were given a chance to swap places with somebody for a day, who would you choose? Ooh, these are tough. All right, let me think. Well, I could say the president and then just undo all the shit that he's done, but you can't do that because then it's only a day and you can yeah. come back and redo you it. You could anyway. do a lot in a day, though. Yeah, but they could undo no, it again right. the next day. Um, who would I like to swap places with for a day? Can I just ask something really sappy? This is a yeah, super, totally yeah. sappy answer. I don't think I would. I love my life. I'm Aww. happy. I'm lucky. I've got amazing kids. I've got an amazing husband. I've got amazing friends. I'm really lucky. I love that. I don't think I and would. And you do have a beautiful life. I really do. I'm really lucky. Uh, no, I can't pull another one, <laughs> Jerry, because we're another having fun. Another yeah. one. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. These are great. If you had to be in jail for five years, who would you choose as your cellmate? By the way, you're both in solitary, so you're basically spending 24-7 with them. Oh, so in solitary together. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of fantastic. Um, God. Well, my daughter is kind of the obvious choice, but um, it would have to be a... a it would have to be a tie because I have to be diplomatic between <laughs> Kyle and Johnny. Oh. But my boys, Yay! at least we're there. Half of each of my boys would have to be there. No, we're a, we're a package deal, they so all three of us would be in, as one. in jail you together. Count as one. And I'm <laughs> next, I'm in the cell next door, going, "Hey, you guys!" <laughs> I'm hoping that Jerry Ryan's cell has room service. <laughs> 
y'all look so hot in your new outfits. Oh, yeah. I mean, your new makeup. I, mean, I love it. Cool, They're right? cool, yeah. Ow. I know, I love the. So makeup. we can't say when our episodes drop, but the show no. drops on the 23rd of January. Yes. Um, and down the line, you will see myself, you will see Jerry. You won't see Tara. <laughs> Maybe next season. Huh? You never know. You never uh-uh. know. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. What well, am I, zero of zero? You're not doing the, you're not doing the prosthetics. Oh, our producer wants to do another question because <laughs> he loves this. You just want me to name you again. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the handsome man, handsomest man you know? Kyle Fritz. What is the most annoying question people ask you, and have we asked it today? That's funny. Um, you have not. What if, What would be the single most annoying? Um. Well, I don't know. What, okay, I can't think of what the most annoying is because I'm sure there are quite a few, but I can tell you the weirdest one I ever got. Go. And it was one of my first Star Trek conventions, and and I have to preface this by saying that it's the vast funny. majority of Star Trek fans the are best. the Wonderful. best. They're okay. amazing. Yeah. But you get that, like, you know, half of 1% that... <laughs> <laughs> for whom the concept of science fiction... Right. Is a little unclear. Right. And so somebody at one of my first conventions legitimately asked what it felt like to be transported. Oh. And the audience sort of takes care of them at that point. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God, you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I, I just thought that was interesting. That's yeah. why Galaxy Quest is like one of my very favorite movies because it's basically a documentary. <laughs> my, my first convention was in Peoria, and I was asked oh. by a, a fan, and I'd never done one before, so I was already terrified how fast my ship went. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm like, it's a set. <laughs> Not fast at all. Um, they are sweet, though, our fans. They are. They? They're amazing. Yeah. They are the most amazing. The most loyal, too. They, they're fantastic. Um, amazing. Well, um, no, she's not leaving. I know we can't let her go. I do want to talk about your activism. You, you're doing a lot of things, like you're cleaning up beaches, you're building homes for the vets. We did that together. That was I know, fun. so fun. You are doing your whole like no straw situation, getting it out there. Yeah, I, I I've, yeah, I have become quite. <laughs> and she's hard. You're hardcore. Here. Like when we were a building, I am. You had a back issue, and you were still. Well, I just carrying... had disc replacement in my neck, and I this was yeah. what three weeks or four weeks before I was yeah. having surgery. Sheila was lifting like crucifixes size wood, <laughs> like massive wood. And I'm She's like, Jerry fucking Ryan. I'm like, of course she does. And she was like, it's crooked and like so hardcore. I can't. Well, yeah, no, I am a little OCD, but <laughs> which ties did into the whole a, plastic. Did you have thing. a leveler? So I, yeah, like, she did. I, well, I did. And oh, they, yeah. They kind of put me on that since like, she had a leveler. a lot of the heavy lifting. So the guy's like, you seem like you're really particular, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, he goes, can you line this up? Oh, yeah. Like, We're building a fence. And so, you know, they're like just hoisting stuff and getting stuff in there and cementing it. But he's like, we need somebody to make them get it on this plumb line and really do it. I was like, but it felt so good to in, do, right? I'm in. Yeah. It was great. It was, and, you know, my dad's a vet. He was right. in the military. So that's near and dear to my heart. Um, you clean beaches. You're doing this. Yeah, we did beach cleanups. And, you know, and it, it just, the plastic, the more you learn, I think, the more you want to do because you realize that it's a big fucking problem. Right. It's a really big issue. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm trying to, obviously, I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. We're not getting to zero waste. But we don't need everybody. I saw something post, somebody post that on on social media. It was, we don't need millions of people doing zero. No, we don't. What do we need? What was it? <laughs> we don't need 
one person doing zero waste perfectly. We need millions of people trying, trying, right. doing right. it imperfectly. Right. Reduce your plastic. Right. You don't. We're not expecting you to be perfect. And so, if you're not perfect, because none of us are, don't give up. Right. But reduce where you can reduce. Carry your water bottle. Carry your reusable coffee cup. I mean, it um, took me years to like figure absolutely. out to have enough recycle bags in my car, so and that when I go grocery and shopping, adjustment. exactly. Yeah, so I you remember have to when adjust. they, you know, outlawed plastic bags in California. It was like, oh god, what a pain in the ass. But not you a big learn. deal. It's not, not a big deal, a big deal. and it becomes it's the what new we were normal. About. It's change. Change yeah. is hard. It's not easy for anybody. Nobody likes change. I do. Do you like change? I do. Really? I kind of do too. I would like to like change. I wish I liked change. Change Kyle is hard. It. I don't like it. But you do it because it's important. That's right. And so now you just you take your shopping bags. It's not a big deal. They stay in your car. It's easy. Carry in your water bottle. Carry in your coffee cup. It's easy. I keep it in my car. I keep it in my bag when I go to set. Um, I travel with them. Um, I try to not buy the vegetables that come in plastic. You buy, mm-hmm. you know, I take my reusable bags to the grocery store, and you fill your produce, and you bring them home, or you go to the farmer's market where there isn't plastic. You just do your best, and you try to get rid of as much as you can. Do your best. Yeah. It doesn't have to be That's perfect. That's it. Right. Yeah. Um, I just worked on a set last week that was totally, I mean, they had, it was incredible. I've never seen this kind of, they were like, and if you've got stuff at home, batteries, anything, bring Oh, my God, set. I love that. This, it was amazing. I've never been on a and set like that. That's it amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And literally, there were bins everywhere. Wow. Oh, I love that. And they were, it was, it was incredible. And it was, Can I you went, say what it was? What show it was? No. Oh, okay. NDA, baby. Uh, <sighs> everything's an NDA. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Um, but I went, this is going to be, in five years, we're going to see yeah. the norm. It so. will. It yeah. will be the norm eventually because there's so much waste on set. So there are waste. so it's much the waste. the worst. The water bottles and the paper, everything. All the plastic for food. Oh, my and... God. Everything. Yeah. And you walk on a set and there's not even a recycling bin. It's nope. like, guys, really? Yeah. yeah. So I, my husband makes fun of me because I look like a bag lady. And it's true. When I travel for work and things like that, and you go to a hotel and there's no recycling in the hotel. Right. Nothing. And I was shooting in, shooting a little thing in Kentucky. And <laughs> the other actor and I were literally carrying our grocery bags full of recyclables, trying to find a recycling bin. In neighborhoods we were shooting in. Oh, my God. Like, really had to look for some place yeah. to recycle. It we was forget really California. Oh, California is. It was really yeah. hard. Oh, yeah. And it's so frustrating. But so I will literally carry things home. And if you go to Starbucks and we don't have, because I have my reusable cup, but, you know, everybody doesn't. And my husband doesn't carry one all the time. And my daughter doesn't carry one. And so we go She's to She's hiding hers. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. We don't have to be perfect. We just have See? to try. Right. That'll be my gift to you is I'll get you a reusable cup. Thank you. Um, but so I carry the cups home to rinse them out and recycle the mm-hmm. parts that can be recycled. And my husband makes fun of me because <laughs> you look like you're homeless carrying this bag around. I love it. But yeah, so I I, I can't, it, it just makes me itch. I can't do it. I can't throw it. And in you the know, bucket. there's somebody who's going to see you doing it and, and go, be like, that's oh, hot. Jerry Ryan did that. I'm going to do that. No, I. I, I Everything think... she does is hot. So you're like, I want to recycle too because I'm going to look like her. Yeah, she <laughs> shamed me. I just want to point out. <laughs> So I'm going to take all of my plastic. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> Lord. Well, I'm going to carry it home with me and recycle it. So it's okay. okay, perfect. See? The parts that can um, be recycled. The cup can't be recycled, but the cup holder. Yeah. Oh. oh. So you take that off. Right. See? There we go. Oh, this was a teachable moment. Thanks, <laughs> Jerry Ryan. I, I can't thank you. You you guys have, have this beautiful relationship. I love my but girls But I can't so thank much. you, and I hope 
to be included in some of your beautiful experiences. You will be. You're a liar, You're Gary. in the family now. You're in the family. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here. Thank what you a, guys for having me. What so an fun. amazing interview. I know. She's not amazing. you. Really? I'm not looking at you. You're amazing. Why is that amazing? Just shut up. <laughs> Just shut up and go with it. Because you're all the Trust things. me. If it wasn't, I wouldn't have said it. <laughs> Super excited like... about about the show for you. I can't. And you. I know, but you. I'm excited for us. Talk about it. Talk about it. When does it? When does it uh, launch? January, January 23rd on CBS All Access. We can't in the states. Amazon Prime. And Amazon Prime worldwide. internationally. Yeah. And uh, people are going to be blown away by your work. And yours. Okay. It's pretty cool. What about mine? You're not oh, in it. I'm not in it. <laughs> but oh. you have that voice, so that yeah. makes up for voice. everything. <laughs> Get me a job on the show with just my voice. Can you do that? She's good. Thanks so much. She's good. She's going to dub all of Seven of Nine's lines from now on, because that's the voice I want. Jerry, I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Jerry, I love you. I love you, too. Oh, my God! See you soon. <laughs> Coming up, one of our favorite segments when we all just let it hang loose, our Millennial Minute. Guess what time it is? Millennial Minute. Minute. Where old people like us get schooled by a millennial. Or the other way around. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll see about that. And our guest today is who? Well, the same guest uh, we always have, Joshua Steffies. Hey, Josh. Hey. What's going on? Not much. Just... Here to here for the millennial minute. Yeah, I so yeah. I got I got so I just got back from a trip and I was catching up on news and uh, I, I I dug deep on the uh, Warren Bernie. Feud. He's a liar. It's not. Don't put it in air quotes. Yeah, you air quoted. Which don't you air quote do millennial? Uh, how you feeling about that? I think it's largely manufactured. That's not what I'm, I'm reading. About, I, but on whose side? That's. A little bit more difficult to say, but I'm not like in general. I'm pretty pro Bernie, but like for me, Bernie and Warren are like neck and neck. And so, ultimately, for me, I'm just like two people can come away from the same conversations with different interpretations of what was said. I hope Warren's. You know, I don't. I'm not saying that she's lying. I definitely don't think she leaked this to the press. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, it's a messy situation, but, two but, people in one room. Yeah, but then when it happened, it, it again, I was out of the country, but my sense of it is that when it happened, there was a there was a, a Bernie bro, as you as you know, pylon on her. Yeah, this is one of those places where it's like the Bernie bro stereotype is, I think, a smaller subset of his base, especially these days than it used to be. Um, and kind of one of those moments where like what's happening on Twitter isn't the real world even though it's shaping the conversation in the real world but I yeah I'm not a big fan of the way that a lot of Bernie supporters just immediately went to she's a snake and she's a A snake they called her well I mean that's just people will post snake emojis on Twitter and stuff Uh but like yeah a lot of people went with some really sexist attacks at her that I wasn't cool with Mm -hmm. and do you think a woman can be elected president? Yeah, and so does Bernie, as evidenced by that video from the 80s that resurfaced, which says, like, a white person or a black person or a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. Anyone could be elected president. Bernie doesn't think a woman can't be elected president. I don't necessarily know what was said in that room between the two of them, but I hope – I'll just say it this way. I hope Bernie didn't say what is said he said – I also don't think Warren is lying necessarily. Um, no, I think so. that, that everything's up for interpretation. And I think, uh, you know, you can say something in a sarcastic way. 
and or not. Or Listen, not. I, I have. I'm going to take up Bernie's side on this, and you know I'm no fan. Uh, he may have said, "I think it's going to be really hard for a woman to win," because honestly, I think it is. <laughs> I think it's hard for women, you know. And so he might have said it in a private conversation. So why the big deal? Well. That gets to the more interesting part of this conversation. I think The Intercept did a really interesting breakdown that came out the other day that showed uh, that basically dug into like the root of this story. And this is something that Warren had told a group of reporters last year uh, off the record. And a lot of people have known about this sort of conversation and her viewpoint of what happened in this conversation um, or what actually happened in this conversation. Again, neither of us were in there and I'm not trying to say anyone's lying on either side of it um so this story has been out in the ether for a long time and i don't think it's uh surprising that the day before the last debate before iowa see hosted by cnn cnn then drops this hit piece and then of course it's the first question coming out of the gate and of course it's really angled against bernie saying like why did you say that and then ignoring his denial going so to elizabeth warren saying what did you say when he said so that? So do you think it was do oppo research from one of the moderates? Because that, that would be a genius move. Or just be like, CNN. let them fight amongst each other. We'll be here in the center. Right. That's kind of where it's like, who benefits from this? Not Bernie, not Warren, Biden. for sure. Biden, the moderates, and ultimately CNN, who wants ratings and wants eyeballs. Right. It's kind of a question of incentives, honestly. Like, God, I was I wanted to disagree with a millennial today, <laughs> and we're on the same goddamn page. Well, it's it's very, it, to me, it seems a very transparent attack to get Bernie people against Elizabeth, and Elizabeth people yeah. against I, Bernie. I think you're so right. So that well, when we get a into campaign, a caucus situation, you know? yeah. well, that, then at the caucus, in a couple weeks, the uh, Bernie people are less likely to pick Warren for their second yeah. bet. The Warren people are less likely it's, to pick It's actually like, a genius. It's, Whoever did it was, in, in, in is benefiting from it was kind of brilliant. Yeah. All I'm going to say is we have to get people out to vote. Yeah. Absolutely. So That's these it. infighting is bad idea. And occasionally we even infight with our the millennial minute. Yeah, I mean, listen, if if you know, if if Bernie wins Iowa, I'm going to jump off my roof. Oh, sure. I mean, if <laughs> If Biden wins the he nomination, didn't even, yeah. he didn't even acknowledge it because well, you've been. That's yeah. what I expect. Because oh, okay. in, in full disclosure, Josh works at, at our offices, and, and man, since his his fucking Iowa polls went up, you've been dancing around the office. You've been a happy motherfucker. <laughs> I think the, a the Bernie blackout is real. Not to be like that guy, but like he does get less coverage and worse coverage compared to other oh, candidates. Oh and God, maybe like, if he was a little younger, and maybe if he didn't yell. I'm kidding. Josh, don't listen to long form interviews with Bernie. And he is a much more charming person than he comes off in sound. I I agree. He he has he has a kind of New York charm to him. Right. Yeah. But ultimately, the whole feud narrative that has been pushed and it got pushed that weekend ahead too in a couple articles about people trying to stir shit up between Bernie and Warren. All it does is serve to divide the left against itself. Yeah. And sort of embolden. Or hopefully empower the more moderate wing of the wing of the party. So that this can I ask so it makes me happy though? then. Wait, can I ask one question? So do you think that it was CNN knew exactly what they were going for when she walked up to him and wouldn't shake his hand? Uh, I don't know. I that interaction. Do you think is that hot more... hot mic moment was uh, planned? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they kept the mics on. Well, I'm I, sure they kept the mics on for everybody. Right. Well, it's it's. I don't know that that was planned so much as that's just sort of a little happy accident for CNN, maybe. Or if Warren kind of wanted that perception. I do think Warren's smart enough to realize, and her campaign is smart enough to realize, that this doesn't come off well for her either. 
God, where's where's Donna Brazil when you need her? Oh Jesus! (laughs) Oh my God, he's gonna catch on fire. She's our guest next week. (laughs) I wish I would love to talk to Donna. She's brilliant. My blood pressure. Uh, Are you okay? You seemed flushed. Have a heart attack. Um, Episode one. All right. Well, this sucked because we actually kind of agreed with you. We'll have to find hotter topics to disagree on. Well, what we can agree on is what you said a second ago, which is like whoever is the nominee, we go out there. That's right. And two other millennials who may not be enthused by out of touch Joe Biden. Like if he gets the nominee, we got to slit our fucking wrists and then go canvas for him. So like, (laughs) you have to canvas first, then you have to slit your wrists after. Sorry, Uncle Joe. Like once we're done tearing our clothes and stop it. Well, it's been lovely having you for more than a millennial minute, and I I look forward to continuing our agreements. What do we call the millennial moment? That way, it's not a time minute. sensitive. You guys yeah. each have your one, and then you say it at the exact same time, and nobody knows what it is. It's like minute it. slash moment. I like it. Thanks, Josh. I think we're going to even come up with a theme song. Yeah, that you and I are going to sing live. Okay, that's fucking that's scary. Do I have approval rights on the theme song? Oh, shut up, Josh. <laughs> um, all right, we'll we'll be back, and thank you, Josh. God, that was fucking fun. Why do you have to use the f word? I don't know. I just want to be controversial. What an asshole. Anyway, <laughs> um, I had just the best time. Isn't she a delight? She is. Are you t- now I'm in love totally, with her? I'm totally. In love You're with a fan girling out. Girl. I'm gonna I'm gonna dress up as a three of fourteen. Oh my god! Get it's the numbers d- right. Seven of nine. Whatever. Um, you know I'm dyslexic. This is a really big week for Jerry. Uh, it's Star- a really big week for you too. I know. I'm trying to eat humble pie. It's a big week. Star Trek Picard it's not premieres. A good look on you. <laughs> Go on. Star Trek Star Picard, Picard Picard premieres on January 23rd on CBS All Access in the States and at on Amazon Prime worldwide. And on the 24th. So um, I can't tell you what episode she's in or I'm in, but you got to just watch because it's one long movie and you're going to appreciate watching all of it. So you're going for world domination. We are basically there. Mm -hmm. I love that. I absolutely love that. You know what? I I was talking a lot about this on the press tour. We need a hero right now. And I feel like even if it's in the arts or in entertainment, it's great to have heroic characters. And so I think the world needs a little something. So we're excited to put it out there. Well, I can't wait to watch my first Star Trek show. Wow. I've never seen. You're a Star Trek virgin. I am a Star Trek virgin. Your cherry's about to be popped. Oh, it hurt. Have you seen the size of those spaceships? Oh. Oh. Um, Well, next week we'll have another fabulous guest talking. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. I won't tell them, but this person will be talking politics. They'll be talking career. They'll be talking all the things that we cover on this amazing show. That you need to do what? Rate, review, and subscribe. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You could find rate, us. Rate, review, review, and, and subscribe. subscribe. Rate, <laughs> sorry. You could find us anywhere you get your podcasts. We will be dropping every Tuesday with something new and exciting and on point and entertaining. And thank, and thank you for letting us do this because we're... we're we're kind of new at this, you but know. We're having just a shit ton of fun. I know. It's it, it ought to not be right that this is like a, a, a job, right? Because it's too much fun to be a job. But it is kind of. There you go. I can't wait to see you next week. Okay, guys. Thank you. 